0: Welcome to the Self Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Maria Fuentes, and on this show we will talk about all things the self. I believe that it all starts and ends with you, and every one of us has the ability to create the life we've always wanted. I'm here to help you expand your mind, conquer your limiting beliefs, and guide you to ultimate self-love and magnetizing confidence. You've come to the right place if you're ready to take full ownership of your life and find your true authentic self. Welcome to your weekly dose of transformation. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. We will be talking about raising babies and businesses with boss mom, Dana Malstaff. is a marketing and messaging expert who has built a community of women who have achieved success in business all while raising kids. She is the host of Boss Mom Podcast, and I am honored to have her on the show today. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Dana, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for being on here. I've been wanting to have a mommy that is a powerhouse on my show and you just came, you like fell into my lap. So it was perfect timing because I don't have kids myself. So I know a lot of my audience and especially women struggle with being a mom and a business woman and how do you juggle it all, right? So tell me a little bit about your story. Introduce yourself to my audience. I cannot wait to share your story with them.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Also, by the mm-hmm. way, I don't think juggling is involved. I think I <laughs> basically like throw ones up in the air and I joke that you have two that you can handle at any given time, and then the rest are like ones rolled under the couch and ones in the sink with dirty dishes, <laughs> like in the pile of clean clothes that you're grabbing <laughs> as, awesome. as you need them. Um, yes, so the I think one of the big things of the reason I started Boss Mom is because I started my own business right when I had kids. I didn't know, I didn't know I was going to really start my own business until the CEO and the CMO of the company I was at were married and got a divorce and everybody he had hired was kind of getting laid off. We could like see it. So I proactively went in and was like, I see what's happening. Let's create an exit plan for me. So this, so I've got some time and which they, I'm actually still friends with the guy that, that let me go because he was so impressed by the fact that I was just proactive. Like let's set a plan. So I went out and interviewed for a bunch of places. I couldn't find anywhere I really want, like was super gung ho to work, except for this one, I was one place and I was like, if I get this job, I'll work. And if not, I'm going to start my own consulting uh, company because I had a mentor that kept saying like, you'd make way more money if you just consulted. So I was one person away from getting that job and they called me and they were like, oh, this guy had this experience you didn't have, but we wish we could have hired you for these reasons. And it totally just changed my brainwaves. So I was like, oh my gosh, if I was a consultant, you wouldn't have to worry about having one position. You could hire me for that project and then I could go away because I don't want to hang out with you forever. I just want to work on that one thing with you. And and it just changed the way I thought. I had always thought you need a job, you need security, you need retirement, you need all these things. And it was really yeah. like shifted the way I thought. Well, everybody took me out on New Year's and got me drunk on tequila. Six <laughs> weeks later, after trying for a while, because my husband and I, at the time, we worked a lot couldn't like we weren't having any luck all of a sudden six weeks later I was pregnant so I joke like I truly became a mom and a boss like on the same day I literally quit my job and got pregnant like, Oh yeah, so
0: yeah. We, that's crazy you almost birthed them both at the same time around yeah. the same time too.
1: well and and my my I call my former husband not my ex-husband because ex seems a very negative negative but my former husband um Joke. He's like, well, you tell that to people, and but that feels like a little bit too much information. I was like, if if women and entrepreneurs can't mm-hmm. like not squirm with the idea of how babies are made, then you are right. never going to make it running a business. It's
0: almost like your whole life was meant to do both at the same time, right? Like that pressure of, of birthing two new ideas—not only a human, but then a business itself. So that's amazing.
1: Well, and the the reason why Boss Mom then became born because it, it was I wrote the Boss Mom book when my son was five months old. Is I had this massive guilt of wanting to work. Like I, I am envious of the women who have children and they want to be home with their kids. I love those women. I do not relate to women that want to stay home with their kids because that's not me. But that doesn't mean it's not a very wonderful, valuable desire to have it. But when it's not my desire and you're surrounded by women who want to stay home, you start to feel really bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I must be broken. I must not love my child. I must be a bad parent. So I needed to surround myself with other women who were like, no, 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 no. I have tons of things I want to do and I could never, like, it drives me insane to stay home with my my children. I need somebody else to watch them and give me some space and do the kid things because I don't like playing with Barbies. I want, like, I love my kids are eight and ten now and we have, like, existential conversations and we play real strategic board games and, like, build, you know, interesting engineering sets. Like, they're at, the, they're at my age. I am not a baby person. Yeah, so having my own babies made me feel bad. So I wrote the boss mom book because I that there's got to be a way to not feel guilty about building our own things. And, and the, it just blew up because there's so many women that feel that same way. And after mm-hmm. eight years having talked to thousands and thousands of moms, it has really become clear to me the identity shifts that women take throughout mm-hmm. their life. You are a girl? And then you become a woman. That's a whole identity shift, Mm -hmm. which has all these sorts of cultural dynamics that become very confusing and very hard. Then you move into the I'm a a partner or a wife or whatever that is. And that's a whole identity shift. I go from Mm -hmm. being woman to wife. Then I go from being woman and wife to mother. Right. And then the children start to grow up and you go back to being woman and you have all of these identities. And then out of Mm -hmm. there, you're going, well, wait, hold a second. I wanted to have these other parts of me. And mm-hmm. I want to be known for something. I want to have some legacy. I don't want to. What if I grow my kids grow up and they don't want to hang out with me? Like, what will I have accomplished? And we go through these just identity shifts all the time. And moms, especially because once you have kids, there are people that will tell you if your kids are not your purpose, then you're doing it wrong. And then mm. there's a lot of us that would be like, it is not my our, our whole theme for boss mom. It's not our job to sacrifice our life for our children. It is our job to show our children what a good life lived looks like. Like that is our job. It's our job to show our children what is possible and then to love them in the way to know that whatever they want is possible. And like, that's it. Then you let go. Mm -hmm. And you have to have things And if you don't have anything else you're grasping for and the only thing you're grasping for is your children, then you'll both drown. Like that's Mm -hmm. just the way it is.
0: That is so beautifully put because I don't have kids myself. And honestly, one of the reasons I haven't, it's because I do think sometimes it's one or the other, right? I have so many goals, so much ambition, but I figured if I have kids, I'm going to have to give up a lot of that individuality. So hearing somebody like you so powerful and having it, you put it beautifully. We do, as women, have so many different roles in our lives and we transition and we go through all of these, but some of us get stuck in those roles. I know for me in the past, being married, I get stuck in that role. And then after the divorce, you're like, wait, who am I? You go through all these identity shifts. So I'm assuming that being a mother is kind of the same way. So I love that you're bringing that to light and that you're having and you're helping other women see the light that it's okay to not feel guilty and want more out of your life and show your children that right. Show children that it is possible to have it all. You don't have to pick one or the other.
1: I will say, by the way, yeah, you do lose yourself in like in some of your like. This is what I want to tell people is that I yeah. really love that we have come into an era of living okay. where there is a set of people that are proactively saying, I am not going to have kids. Like guilting women and men into Mm -hmm. believing that getting married and having a family is what makes you a good person. And that's the natural progression of life is what ends up with a lot of kids with a ton of emotional baggage, Uh feeling like they're unloved and unwanted with a bunch of angry people, with angry divorces and angry co-parenting. Like stop telling everybody that every human being is built to have children. That is a lie. And yeah. everybody just has to stop. Like, if you feel it in your body, like, I don't even like kids. I am not a kid person. Like, I joke. Yeah. My friends joke. Write. They're like, we're raising kids and you're raising adults. I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I want their, they, if we lived on a farm, they'd be useful. Like, my daughter knew how to bake eggs and make my coffee when she was five. And they're like, oh, my gosh. Like, how would you let her near hot stuff? I was like, well, how the hell else is she supposed to, like, participate in helping me run this house? Right. Because she's not doing that. But this like this idea has to stop that that we all have to have kids, because if Uh you you will know, like if it's if it's scary, but you could see yourself, then you could possibly have kids and you will. It's just like with a business. You can't just start a business. It's freaking hard. Right. It's freaking hard. And it is so intensely joyful 20 percent of the time. And if you Uh don't want it bad then the 80% of the time is going to kill you and you're just going to end up being mean to your children because it's too hard or leaving or doing whatever it is. But yeah, it's like you, so if you, if it's like, I don't really want kids, like I can't visualize myself raising somebody in part, you know, like be like having somebody hop into bed at me at four in the morning and take up my entire bed and me think it's adorable. Like if that's not something you can envision, then, then I would tell everybody listening, like, totally find your tribe of other people not having kids yeah they're amazing people doing amazing things and then only people who are willing to suffer painful glory of having children yeah go have children and that would be a really nice way to create more peace and love in the world
0: i I agree we go against what we really truly want because society tells us that we should do the opposite or something different so that that's advice i need to hear. to be honest because i do go back and forth a little bit but I'm like 95% sure I don't want kids, but I do feel the guilt and I get the, the questions asked and I'm in my early 30s still. So I get the, well, are you going to have kids? It's happening soon. You're going to have to make some choices. And well, of course,
1: but, you, but here's the funny thing. And it's the same thing in business, too, which is you could also be a mentor. You yeah. could also be a teacher. You could right. be a connector. You could be that. There's a there's a ton or
0: it's that mom.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of ways to impact the next generation. Yeah, You could be the person that invents something or discovers something or create, you know, creates space and permission for something that the next generation, like it doesn't always have to come out of your lady parts in order Yes, for <laughs> it to be meaningful, you know, and, re- and there are that. meaningful relationships outside of kids. So it's like, yeah, like if you don't feel it, I just, I would give permission because there's enough babies. Don't worry.
0: We're not yeah. going to run out of them. No, you're totally right. You're totally, and I hope whoever listens to this gets this that piece of advice, if nothing else, if they're questioning being a mom. So, going back to your business, one of the things when I went through your social media and I was just binge watching all your reels, the first ones that I saw that really like resonated with me was you did not start your business for your children, and just hearing you a little bit now telling me how independent your children are, I'm gathering that it's because you want them to see something bigger, and it has nothing to do with them financially. It was more for you. So, tell me a little bit about that because I think that's that's amazing.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, first off, if you don't do something for you, whether it's for your kids, your partner, your best friend, your parents, your, you know, I have a, one of our clients helps first and second generation immigrants under like deal with the anxiety and stress of wanting to give everything back to their families who sacrifice so much. And there's a lot of guilt and weight. Actually, the new movie Elementals, like, is so perfectly on in line with that. And, and there's so no matter what if what we're building or doing is is for somebody else mm-hmm. then then one the moment that relationship is strained you resent what you built right mm-hmm. so you can have resentment you can have guilt you can have sadness you can have frustration um and it's not as fulfilling so if ever, if you're starting your business to try and cre- you know create money and financial freedom for your family well just like trying to lose weight you know like losing weight Making money; those are outcomes, and they're very hard to to be able to predict, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what we can do is we can go, well, well, yeah, of course, I want financial freedom, but I I want financial freedom for me, for my family, for everybody else. But if I'm going to build something, like why am I building it? And I and I, the marketing that we teach everybody is a opinions based messaging um, is the type of marketing that we use because it's much easier to stick with something really hard if it's something you believe in. And so a movement is actually easier to grow online now than a business is. And your business becomes the part that naturally happens on the back end of a movement. And if you position it right, then you're not just giving away free stuff forever. Like a lot of people just give away free stuff because they didn't know what the business would be. Mm -hmm. There's a way to merge those two together. And that's really what we wanted to to create. And when I started my business, I yearned to, to help other women that were feeling the way I was. I needed community. I needed connection. I need permission. I need people to tell me, I'm like you. Stop feeling so bad. You're not alone. And that's what mm-hmm. so many people need. And I started that for me and then merged that with my marketing and sales skills to actually build the business behind it. In a way, though, I did do it for my kids because what my kids have seen is that, is that my passion is financially viable because most mm-hmm. kids are sent to school and they're like, well, go get a job. And that job will make you money so you can have vacation and enjoy mm-hmm. life. And I tell my kids, like, if I do my job right, you won't need a vacation from your life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Like, that's it. What you'll do is you will take adventures and ex- have experiences. You yeah. won't need vacations. Every yeah. single day, you will have every range of emotions during the day. And every single day, one of those emotions will be pure joy for, like, an, at least an hour. And if I could give you one hour a day of pure joy, to make all the rest manageable, like you will love your life. And that is the best gift that I could give you. And thinking that you can't do the things you love because they won't make you money and you have to do stuff you don't like and hang out with people you don't like in order for for life to work. Yeah. So you can finance the things you do like. That's a silly way that our culture and schools teach kids. So, like, I did do it for my kids, but I'm doing it for me so they can see it, I think.
0: I right. think I said that right. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense because they need their kids, don't really listen. They they watch what you do and then they replicate what you do, right? They don't care what you tell them. You can tell them something and then you're doing the opposite in your life and they're just going to follow lead. They're going to follow what you do. So having you as an example, they're just going to continue and they're going to follow in your footsteps and go after their passions and then make money off their passions. Cause you're right. That is such a backward way of us thinking and living our lives. And so, how do you find that beautiful balance throughout the day? And, Having your children, having them see you behind the scenes and working and even now, let's say summertime, I'm sure summertime gets a little crazy with having them home. How do you balance it all?
1: And my daughter's eighth birthday is in two days and oh, she now. loves CSI. So we have like a murder mystery crime theme. Oh, fun. She's turning eight. And it's hilarious. We've got awesome. crime tape and we've got chalk so the kids can outline themselves like those oh. bodies.
0: <laughs> That's so cute. It's,
1: it's hilarious. Um, this is what I would say. I, I don't like the word balance. I don't like the word I, we, I call it, um, in the Bosma book, we call it, uh, just intentional integration. Right. So, so here's the way I I think of it. This is the most simple way to think about it. The way you would eat a balanced meal, where they show you a plate and it's a variety of colors, right? Mm -hmm. To me, a balanced day is a full range of emotions. I expect, I wake up every morning, expect, one thing's going to happen that's going to piss me off. One thing's going to be frustrating. One thing's going to be sad. One thing's going to be super happy, you know. And sometimes the plate changes depending on what the day is and usually my menstrual cycle. Yeah. <laughs> and we, try, we run my business tracking that, by the way, because I'm that's super good. productive or not, depending on that. Yeah. So here's, here's the way I think about it. The big decider of whether or not those range of emotions are going to happen whether we like it or not. So anybody mm-hmm. pretending that's not how the day works you don't get to choose to just eat pizza all day and it's all happiness. That's not how mm-hmm. it works. So we're all gonna have that mix of the day. The key to actually making it all work is to not hide that from your kids, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So for instance, this morning, my kids are amazing. And my daughter, because she's eight and she's a girl and the internet exists, wants fake nails. Right. That's what <laughs> she wants. She wants long, ridiculous, useless, fake. Like I'm like, you're not even gonna be able to put your own socks on with these nails. Yeah. But since it's her birthday. We like went to the dollar store and I got these press on nails and she's got these long nails. So trying to be helpful, my, my son had something on his face and she goes to like help him wipe it off and literally like almost stabs him in the eye with this. So he's crying. She's crying. And I just had this moment of being like, oh, my God, we were so close to getting out the door before you guys were insane. This morning was so nice. And then I, you know, I got pissed off for a second. Everybody got upset like sad. And I stopped and I said, guys, you know what? That's unfair. I don't like I was hoping we'd get out this morning without any conflict. We didn't. Maybe, Joe, you try not to murder people with your, your nails. You know, Jake, if she's got the nails on, maybe remind her to stay the heck away from your face. Right. And then can we also we give, give me a hug? Because I need a hug because this morning's you know, was a little bit crazy for me. And we'll all reset and we'll go. And so I said, how can we reset? So we decided to put on some Michael Jackson and rock out to Michael Jackson on the way. If I would have just hidden that from I would have been I would have been angry Mm -hmm. and they would have been angry and they would have felt they Mm -hmm. did something wrong. But really, it was just me wanting to get out the door without something ridiculous happening that I couldn't control those kinds of things. They see when I need to work out and I tell them when I feel like I'm not eating the right foods because I'm stressed. How can they help me get back on track with my food? Um, when, when there's sleep is an issue, I've had it where I'm like, I'm so exhausted. You could be so helpful if you guys just do all the things you're supposed to do tonight. Cause I'm so tired, yeah. you know, or, Hey, I'm really got a lot of work done, but is there something we could do together? So they have, we have a little bags game and they put it out and they're like, yes, don't work for an hour and come and we'll do this bags tournament. And we did this bags tournament it was for an hour. It was a blast. It was a total fun. And they're like, okay, now you can go back to work. We got our mom time. And yeah. so just being completely honest and unhidden, when my dad mm-hmm. died, I was sad and I showed him what they know what crying looks like and it's totally okay. When they're sad, my son will come to me every once in a while and say, I feel kind of empty inside. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, do you feel depressed, like really sad, like you, you just want to lay down and sleep or do you just feel like you don't love anything right now? And he's like, oh, I just kind of like I just don't love anything. I don't care about anything. And I was like, okay,
0: well,
1: you know, let's keep some updates and, and we'll be fine. We'll just relax today. Just don't hide it. Don't hide the fact that we're messy. And then it's not about balance. It's about like meditation. It's about moving through. It's Mm -hmm. about everything's like being a stream and it's all moving through and all the emotions are happening. And when you need things, when you need to stop and rest, you tell them and they participate. When you need to work really hard, you tell them and they participate. When you need to be sad, you tell them and they participate. Like once you do Mm -hmm. that, then you guys are a family and a team, whether it's your kids, your partner, your whatever. Uh, your dog, you know, or we have a bearded dragon. Like that's to me the key. And if you do that, then growing your business becomes easy because you stop looking at things as being roadblocks and you start looking at it as as just the things that happened in life that you're Mm -hmm. moving through. And it's all about just what you learn from it, getting better at moving through it, focusing on what's important realizing there's going to be bumps along the way and things that, that happen you weren't expecting and then getting to those goals become much easier.
0: Yeah, and, and I love that. Ant. No, I love it. That's one of the things I talk about the most is emotions, emotional regulation, allowing ourselves to process emotions because as a child, I never had that. So I had to learn these tools as an adult. And I agree, I had a stepson for about two years and I would tell him, hey, I'm really busy right now. I want to spend time with you can we do it, you know, at this time versus just being like shutting him out. And so, and I would see how much more receptive he was to me just being vulnerable. But that was hard for me because that's not what I saw growing up, you know, growing up, I would just see reactions to stress. I would see people just, or my parents really just reacting off their emotions and never really letting me in. So I love that we're in this movement of emotional regulation. I love that you're teaching this and that you're showing up. Is this in your book as well? Like, you know what? No, well, okay. I
1: think those are a lot of things I've learned because my my kids were babies when I oh, wrote up. Oh, okay, book. that's right. Yeah, uh, we are working on an update, so there's a new ver- version uh, of it, okay. which will be like twice the size. Um, but no, it's it's so much more of what. Yeah, I mean, they're eight and ten, so what I've learned along yeah. the way, um, and now they they can be receptive. Like it's it's it, the emotional regulation is really important. Um, it's just less visible to see the effects of it. I think when you yeah. have infants, yeah, you know, are they're not crying because you don't love them. They're crying because they need to go to the bathroom and they can't play. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just a little different than when your child comes home and is like, this person told me I was ugly at school and you have to like deal with those things where I just feel sad today and I have no reason why and I can't, I don't know right things like that yeah it's, it's a different oh. ballgame I love it though I I can't wait till they're older and they're like I'm that no. I'm that ridiculous parent that I love when they want to talk about tell ask me about sex or body parts yeah or emotions or relationships I'm like it's do it.
0: done. I love it that's the parent I always wanted to be if I ever was going to be one I was like it needs to be an open conversation so I absolutely love that well on the topic of what you've learned now I love to close my segments on my episodes with Two important questions that I feel like really help my listeners get intimate with you and get to know you a little bit better. What advice would you give your 20 something year old self?
1: Okay. Well, I love, I love this one. What I would, I think this just changed over time, but this is the, my current answer to that, which yeah. would be that the, the, the smartest person is the person that learns to let go and delegate. That would be the thing Mm -hmm. in all aspects of your life. Right. Because even as especially as women, if I'm smart and this is what the for my age group, the cultural aspect of stay at home and be a mom and do those things and go Mm -hmm. out and and run things and, you know, conquer the the business world
0: merged.
1: Mm -hmm. And so I'm from I'm like 42. So I'm from the era of we kind of feel like we're supposed to do both. So I would say what I grew up as and what a lot of women do is like, oh, well, no, 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 kids, don't help. I'll take care of it. No, 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 husband, don't do that. It's, I can do it and I need to manage all the things because Mm -hmm. I'll do it better. Well, here's the thing, as my business has grown, I will 100% tell you you that there is a breaking point where you can be the smartest, most capable person in the world and you will not do it better
0: Mm -hmm. because you
1: can't do all of those things. And that realization that true intelligence comes with recognizing that you don't need to be the person that does everything. And actually, you're a better leader and mentor for your kids and your friends and your family and your employees and your community. Mm. When you actually let other people step up and, and take ownership of things in your life, that's a beautiful moment. And it took me way too long and way too much of staying up too late and doing things and hiring people, but then not really letting them do their job. I am so happy that that is like, it's so freeing to let go and be like, I'm actually smarter when I'm not the one doing everything. Like, yeah. That's what I would tell my 25-year-old.
0: I love that. And the control freak in me that I'm trying to not be. That resonate yeah, totally resonates with this right now. So that's awesome. Um, okay. Last question is, what does success look like to you right now in this stage of your life?
1: Success is enjoying being awake more than you enjoy being asleep. Mm. That's what I would say. If you get up in the morning. Now, I love a snooze button, but that's because I love to feel my sheets and I love to get around and I actually enjoy that like slow waking upness. But I like my life. Like I like getting out of bed. And when it's really crappy, sometimes I still like my life. And so success would be Liking being awake more than you like being to sleep, and even when things are really crappy, you're like, I still actually love my life, even in spite of this particular crappy moment I'm going through, and that would be success.
0: I love, I love that because how many of us wake up and don't enjoy our lives, right? We, they just people go through life hating every single day and just working for vacations, like you were saying, or you know, working for something that doesn't ever come, but loving your life every single day. I. I'm with you. I love my life. I love. I live in gratitude every morning I wake up and I'm just so grateful for the little things. So I absolutely love those two answers. I love asking these questions because you get the most amazing answers from people because you could tell it's true to their soul and from their life experiences too. So I absolutely love that. And Dana, thank you so much for being on my podcast. It's been a joy having you and I hope you're, you're back. I want more information. Let me know when that book is out because I definitely would love to have you back on
1: absolutely well we spend more time on the content that we do on the books because like our podcasts were over yeah 630 episodes and that's awesome you know, getting into all that kind of stuff so um but lots to come I yes too many ideas it's actually yeah. raining me and that's the problem
0: that's awesome well i'm i wish you the best of luck in all of it i'm sure you're gonna kill it you're definitely a boss mom and a badass in every sense of the word so thank you so much for being on